0: Welcome to the Forbidden Forest, this is Ro reading chapter 40 of the Blood Magic series All of the Goodbyes February 27th, 2009 The day was here, their last day, the time for all of their goodbyes Harry and Draco had gone on a final hike in the morning, visiting their favorite places in the corner of the forest The Rowan Grove, Alice's Stream, the Unicorn Fields, the Thestral Cave. Saying their goodbyes, but recounting all of their memories, good and bad. Laughing and joking with each other as the morning wore on. Harry hadn't wanted it to end. Eventually, they circled back to Tenebrous Hollow. Their little stonework cabin, such a familiar and comforting sight, tucked away next to the garden they had labored over for so long, now ready to begin anew with spring growth once the final frost had cleared, but they wouldn't be here for it. There would be no one to till the soil and plant new seeds. Harry rested his hand on their Wigan tree as he passed, whispering a final growth charm and a word of thanks for its protection. At least it would remain sentry here, guardian of their little home. Harry and Draco both left out eggs for the egg eater, who had yet to awaken from hibernation, and would likely be furious that his keepers had up and left without a proper goodbye. Harry would miss the little miscreant. They stomped the snow from their boots and went inside to pack, carefully shrinking and stowing away everything they owned into a small box for Harry and a little suitcase for Draco. Harry only had his clothes, really, and many of his little carved figures, some of them half in progress, some finished. He decided to keep his knife, to keep working on them once at home. He had already slipped the sheet of meeting times and information from Luna, as well as Hermione's reply, into the bottom of the box, safe and out of sight, out of mind. When it came time to pack up the massive number of books, all Dracos, really, they had a final laugh over the smut, and decided together to re-stash it behind the loose stone in the old bottom kitchen cupboard in the corner. Perhaps it would provide entertainment for centuries to come. Harry was a bit sentimental handing over his copy of Quintessence of Debauchery, but if he was honest with himself, he had memorized the whole play twice over by now. The day was full of stolen glances and secret looks between the two of them knowing smiles and nervous laughs. Harry insisted on standing with Draco in the kitchen and holding his hand while they cooked a final meal together. Of course, it was Indian food, a lugobian paneer, non-aplenty. They ate until they were uncomfortably full, so much that they had to forgo their traditional evening cup of tea together. That night, their last night, in bed together, Harry laying on his back and Draco curled up at his side, they spoke very little, each of them reflecting on the complex mix of emotions. The fact that this was it, the end of something beautiful and safe, something they had come to love, to cherish, and it was after the waxing crescent sliver had fallen from the sky, well beyond midnight, that Draco nudged Harry awake. Harry, he said softly, into the darkness, tracing his fingers along Harry's bare stomach. hmm Harry said in response, his hand slipping under Draco's shirt to lay against his back, tracing the dimples he found there, lazily, still half asleep. But Draco was sitting up, pulling his leg over Harry and sitting himself on top of Harry's stirring erection, nothing but a thin layer of pajama between him and Draco's own underclothes. It was maddening, the sensation, the weight of his ass, Draco's knees on either side of Harry's hips. Draco leaned down, his hair falling forward into Harry's face, his hands on his chest, fingers splayed out. His breath was on Harry's lips. Harry was suddenly so very awake, startled, taken aback by this drastic change in their routine, by Draco taking control. He was fully hard in moments, and he had to keep his mouth closed over a groan, lest it sound too wanton, too needy, too revealing. He had to stop himself from arching up against Draco, from pulling his own hips down onto him. He needed Draco to show him what he needed. "'Do you want me?' Draco asked softly, his lips just ghosting over Harry's as he formed the words. "'More than anything,' Harry said, nearly breathless.' his heart pounding in his chest, and Draco was kissing him, just touching his lips to Harry's softly, sweetly, tentatively, and Harry was right there, his hands under Draco's shirt and running up his back, tasting his lips and his mind blank with desire, his mouth falling open, inviting something more, something deeper, he wanted it so badly, and Draco giving it to him, Harry had never kissed anyone like that in his life. Eyes closed, desperate for more, moaning when Draco bit at his lower lip and leaning his head back for Draco to suck and bite at his neck. Just as wanton, just as reckless. He had imagined kissing this man so many times before, thinking it would feel different than kissing a woman, than kissing Ginny. It was different, but not in the way he had anticipated. He thought it would be rough and chaotic, but this... His lips were soft and gentle and then insistent and hungry all at once. And Harry was melting against him. Harry was panting, his body rocking beneath Draco, pressing his undeniably hard cock up against him, his stomach taut and his mind nothing but the sounds of their breathing and the weight of him against him. And oh fuck, the noises Draco would make when Harry's hand would slip lower and grab the fullness of his ass, little gasps and muffled moans against his neck and Draco leaned down further to kiss his naked chest, and Harry felt the distinct hardness of Draco's own cock pressed up against his abdomen, next to his own, and he groaned, no longer shy of how turned on he was, knowing Draco was feeling the same. Draco. His eyes were closed, and he was sucking and biting at Harry's chest, his own hips rolling over Harry's cock as he moaned. He was beautiful and overcome with it all. He was overcome with it all. "'Draco,' Harry said, softly at first, but there was no response, "'his lips kissing further down his stomach now, "'his hands sliding towards the flimsy waistband of his bottoms. "'Draco,' Harry said again, more forcefully this time, "'reaching down to lift his chin and raise his face to his own, "'his other hand stopping his hands from going down further, "'down to his cock. "'Look at me, Draco,' Harry said, his voice firm.' Draco raised his gaze to Harry's, his lips full and swollen, parted with each shuddering breath. His eyes looked glazed, his face slack. Is this really what you want, Draco? What you want, not what you think I want? Harry asked, pushing away the absolute desperation of his cock and focusing in on the man before him. Draco had been so slow and shy for months, "'He had been careful, controlled, nervous, and measured. "'This Draco before him looked beautiful "'and like a god of pleasure, a nymph, but empty, vacant. "'He knew Draco's dissociation of panic, "'and this looked too eerily similar, a ghost of the same visage. "'You said you wanted me,' Draco said, "'his voice husky, almost unnatural, almost angry. "'Of course I do, Draco, but if I'm being honest,' We're going a little too quickly for me, and I'm, I'm not sure that's what I want, for us. I want to go slow. This is my first time for any of this, after all, Harry said softly, probably blushing, trying to guide Draco back up to the bed beside him. I get it, Potter, Draco said, his features going hard and cold, pulling away from Harry's gentle hold on his arm. It's all fun and games to play house, but when it comes down to it, you're not for cock, you're not gay, you might as well have just told me you prefer pussy. Harry stared, his mouth agape. It's not that at all, Draco, honestly. Draco put a hand up to stop him mid sentence. It's fine, Potter, but you could have told me before the fucking months I've spent trying to work up to letting you fuck me. Get the fuck out of my bed. Harry was still staring, completely shocked, unable to formulate a reply. How could Draco think that? How could Draco imagine that he didn't want him just the same? How could he think he wasn't just as attracted to him? He was just shy. He was inexperienced. He was concerned that Draco was rushing to get things over with, and that's not how he wanted things between them. If they both weren't going to enjoy it, then it didn't need to happen. And why did Draco assume Harry wanted to fuck him? They hadn't even talked about it. And if Harry was honest with himself, he had always fantasized bottoming their first time anyway. Draco, I promise it's not like that. Please, Harry said, tears welling up in his eyes. He was so hurt, so confused, so taken aback by how Draco had responded. He couldn't think straight. Get out, Potter. Get the fuck out, Draco hissed, pulling his blankets back from Harry, staring daggers at him. His eyes were dark, and cold, and Harry really was drowning this time, lost in the tempestuous tide that was Draco Malfoy. Okay, Harry said, getting up. He felt wrecked, ruined. He felt sorry, but jilted, hurt. Tears were running down his cheeks, and he turned to get up out of the bed before Draco could see. Harry pulled his sweater and hat on, the purple one Draco had knit him for Christmas even, and his boots. "'Where are you going?' Draco asked, watching Harry, his eyes still narrow, but a hint of fear beneath the false bravado in his voice. "'Out,' Harry said, his voice thick, throwing his jacket on over the sweater and pushing open the door, before he lost his nerve, before he apologized to Draco for something he didn't do wrong, for something he didn't regret.' He hadn't even left the garden before he operated, twisting in the deep snow, a whimper burning in his throat. His feet landed on uneven ground before him, and he fell to his knees, letting out a sob and openly crying out into the surrounding silence, his voice carrying around the high walls of the canyon, snow falling softly around him. He knelt in the snow, his chest burning with the cold, body shivering, but his mind elsewhere, What had gone wrong? What had just happened? A soft and rhythmic thudding sound made Harry raise his head up, peering out into the dark of the slate riverbed, the crevasse where he had taught Draco to cast his Patronus. A place Draco had felt safe, and Harry had felt like there could be more between them, like there was hope that they were meant to fall together, that their fates were just as intertwined as they'd always been, but this time, they weren't on opposite sides of a war, but on the same side of the struggle. The struggle to find someone who could love them for who they were, who could look at their broken, damaged selves and see nothing but the promise of happiness, see nothing but worth. Out of the darkness ahead of Harry emerged a Thestral, slowly plodding through the fresh layer of thick snow, huffing breaths of steam from flaring nostrils, moving up the riverbed from further south. It was massive and as black as the moonless night, the light only able to catch his bones moving eerily beneath the sheen of his stretched skin. Harry watched him approach, still kneeling, still sniffling back tears and still crumbling beneath the weight of Draco asking him to leave, of Draco casting him out, of Draco hurting him. The giant creature ambled up to Harry and slowly stepped around to his left, circling behind him, nuzzling his steaming breaths into Harry's reddened face, muddying the streaks of his tears. Behind Harry, the Thestral opened his massive wings and dropped slowly onto heavy forelimbs, gingerly laying down, its side tucked up against Harry's back, scooping him up beneath one of the massive wings as he refolded them at his sides drawing Harry close. Without thinking, Harry curled up against the leathery hide, surprisingly soft and warm, closing his eyes and fighting back against the dread that had filled him. He was still safe. He could survive this. He had come this far. And eventually, soothed by the slow drumming of the Thestral's beating heart and quiet motions of its deep breaths, Harry fell asleep.
1: I don't think any of your chapters, like, viscerally upset me so deeply as this one. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I think it's because it's, like, so focused on Draco's ineptitudes. Why do you call
0: it ineptitudes?
1: Would you not call it that?
0: I would have, I would have called it his, like, his fear. Yeah. I don't think he's or inept. I think he's...
1: Inept at coping well.
0: Yeah, I think he's terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that kind of fear and uncertainty makes people desperate. Mm. I don't think he's inept. I think he's desperate. Mm. And at least I get to be very proud of Harry. Mm. I think Harry handled it
1: very well. Yeah. I don't have anything. It's just like, <laughs> I hate this chapter so much. I mean, it's written beautifully and I love it. And I love you. the Thestral. I love the thestrals. We
0: never <laughs> planned to do this. No. We never planned to bring them back in this way.
1: Mm.
0: But like in writing this, you know how like people some, sometimes say like the writing, your characters you write make choices. Yeah. And they just like happen without yeah, the author yeah. knowing what's going on. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: That's totally what happened with the Thestrals mm. in this story.
1: That's what, kind of what happened with the Thestral Cave for me. Yeah. You know. Like Shit just, just happened. You
0: just followed your character down into a, a yeah. cave. Yeah, and then and suddenly
1: we were in a cave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the sort of how thing. I felt with this
0: scene, is mm. like Harry just leaves. Yeah. And then he's, he's in the forest. It's like such a mirror to the mm. beginning chapter, mm. where he's like off in the forest alone in the cold. Mm. And like he has his magic, but he's like not thinking. Mm. And he's so upset. And then instead of Draco coming, dragging him back to the cabin, mm. this Thestral just appears. Yeah. And it, like, provides him with, like, warmth and safety. Yeah, definitely.
1: And, like, it's, it's really cool he operates somewhere, you know, that he feels safe in the forest.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same place that Draco brought him. Yeah. And that they cast their Patronus together.
1: Mm. Brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah. God.
0: Yeah. So we have one more chapter left of the forest, which is Draco's perspective of all this. Yeah. Or the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Yeah, that scene is so brutal. I actually forgot how detailed that scene was. Like I knew what it like obviously I know what happens in this chapter, but like re like listening to you read it out loud again, I was like, God damn it, that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. What what Draco did. Yeah. Yeah. And like that It's that, very like,
0: blatantly sexual and like yeah, very, very you know aggressively
1: sexual yes. and like pure disassociation. Yes. Like just so clearly just like Pushing himself into some weird automatic mode.
0: Yeah, it's very out of character. He clearly doesn't want. Mm. And then Harry recognizing that and being like, this doesn't seem like Draco.
1: Mm. Which is like a, a good testament to how well they know each other.
0: Sorry. What are you doing? Our Wi-Fi
1: went out. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, the whole house is like, no. <laughs> We're done here. That's enough. <laughs> We're tapping out. No more internet for you. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: but yeah, I forgot too a little bit like, you know, it's that's a that's a brutal scene. Yeah. Prefinals. It's almost because like you want them to have that enjoyment yeah. so badly. Like it's so much tension yeah. leading up to you guys just getting together. Mm-hmm. And it happens in such a un- scarily unhealthy way. Yeah. You have to be like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, yeah, nope, nope, shut it down,
1: shut it the fuck down. And which is what Harry does. Yeah, which I think is like a such a testament to how well he knows Draco yeah. and how much he actually cares about him. Yeah, yeah, that he is like, calm down, buddy.
0: So that was the first, what, one hundred and twenty, no, one hundred and thirty thousand words. Mm-hmm. Part three is a hundred thousand words. Mm-hmm.
1: No, two hundred thousand Sorry,
0: it's two hundred thousand words. Two hundred thousand words. Yeah, so we still have two hundred thousand words to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Before we get any goddamn resolution. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not true. <laughs> but a lot happens. Yeah, a lot happens. So we sort of have to. It's almost like the the start of or part one is like the bottom of this horrible spiral, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they climb out of the spiral and like make so much progress and then like this is falling back down into yeah. the spiral. Not all the way down. Yeah. yeah. But definitely Draco's fallen down yeah. into a spiral for sure. Mm. And then part three is like, how do we move away from the hole that we yeah. dug? How do we get fall? <laughs> how, like, how do we get fall? away from
1: the fucking spiral? Yeah, let's
0: not fall in that <laughs> oh, again. God. How do we can we move? Yeah. <laughs> Someone how do fill we that? In. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: And like I think part two is a lot of, like, learning good coping and learning communication. And then part three is, like, how do you utilize said coping and communication?
0: I almost think of part two as, like, a it's like a, a reprieve, a break. It's mm. a place that they go so that they can just not be so under pressure from mm. all of the things that are, like, pulling them,
1: mm. you
0: know, and, and crushing them. Mm. And then... Part three is like, okay, but how do, you, how do you live with all of those things? Yeah. What do you
1: do? Like, you have to change. You have to change your life. Yeah. You have to change many things. You were right over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just staring off into space. You have to change many things.
1: <laughs> this is a fucking brutal chapter, okay? Are, so, you, are you ready wait, to read yours? No. So much read yours so we can be done with the forest oh and on to part three. Speaking of the forest, I'm gonna go run to the forest for a while. Oh yeah. See you in three days. Wait, are you not reading yours before no, you go? I will. I'll fucking read mine.
0: And then you'll run off into the forest, yeah, we'll Like canceling out all
1: of the good we've done. Mm. Mm. You know, spiraling, falling back in that hole a little bit. <laughs> Stop digging holes. We keep going over this. <laughs> it's gonna get better yeah it gets better no it's like yeah it's just that thing of like we've said for like the last couple chapters like being back in that mindset is just like such a mind fuck
0: yeah so let's get it over with today so tomorrow we can do something
1: different yeah aren't we supposed to be cultivating empathy for ourselves isn't that like our homework
0: oh my god that we literally had that discussion not even an hour ago I have not progressed that far (laughs) in an hour of me reading this
1: yeah yeah me either (laughs) Okay, you have any other thoughts about the chat? Oh, God, no. I just want to run so far, so fast. I just want a Thestral. Yeah, I want that, too. How come I don't have a Thestral, like, protecting me from snowstorms? We don't live somewhere where there's snow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If I drive, like, two hours that way, I could find snow. Maybe. (laughs) If I'm lucky. Like, once every ten years. (laughs) Um. (sighs) Yeah, okay, well... I would like a Thestral now, please and thank you.
0: I'd like a herd, also a cave of them.
1: Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Okay. I feel like that would solve all my problems. <laughs> I just had a Thestral. Wow, a
0: cave. way to just put yeah. all of your <laughs> yeah, issues All of
1: my issues are now with this mythical Thestral that I desperately want in right now. <laughs> and you think we'd just solve them for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Obviously.
0: <laughs> you just undermined the entire fic.
1: The entire
0: fic. <laughs> so cool how you can do that in my i career. can dream can i <laughs> you are really riding the escapism thing hard you're literally just like i hate this and i
1: want to leave <laughs> <laughs> so hard yep 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 that's okay we're almost done the end is in sight okay let's stop you've done it once we can do it again <laughs> let's stop so you can read yours okay thank god bye okay bye <laughs>